0: Welcome to the Football Betting Podcast, your home for tips, insight and discussion on the English top four leagues. And this week, the Nations League. I'm your host, Tom Pipkin, and I'm joined as ever by my co-host, Tom Walker.
1: Hi, guys. Welcome to the show. Thank you for tuning in as ever.
0: Yes. So as I mentioned just then, Nations League takes centre stage this weekend. Uh, We've got games from the Friday, games from the Saturday, a bit of League One, a bit of League Two. And then we'll go through fantasy football at the end.
1: Yeah, some really exciting games in the Nations League, actually. And as you said, bulk of League One and League Two. So a little bit different uh, than usual, but plenty of opportunity.
0: At time of recording, the odds haven't been released for the Nations League games that are played early next week. So we're just going to go through the first round of games um, on this week's podcast. So last weekend, we did uh, hit a 47% strike rate with the tips. So it's good to see that back on the up again. Lots of tips in there that were over evens as well. So hopefully a lot of you made some money on those tips. Thanks to Sam Buckle, as ever friend of the show, for for providing those statistics for us. Absolutely. Thank you very
1: much, Sam. And uh, yeah, fingers crossed we can uh, go up again this week.
0: Without any further ado then, Tom, Shall we look at anything from Thursday or Friday, which you like the look of? Yeah, so I'll start off uh,
1: Friday and I'll start off with a fixture that may be close to uh, some of our listeners. That's involving Northern Ireland. They are traveling away to Austria Uh, on Friday night. It's a 7.45 kickoff in the Nations League. It's fair to say that Austria are the favourites. They are 11-20 to 20 with bookmakers. You can get Northern Ireland 13-2. to The draw 3-1. to 1. I'd recommend going for the home side here. Uh, Austria have kept four clean sheets in the last seven matches. Northern Ireland have made a bit of a poor start to the Nations League. They're normally known for their good home form, but they did lose at home to Bosnia, which was obviously a setback. They did follow that up. Uh, with a good victory against Israel, but it's just a second win in the last nine games. Um, and I think Austria will, uh, especially with out of it, she's going to be probably the best player on the pitch by a considerable distance. And I think he's going to be the difference in that game.
0: Yeah, um, I had Austria written down myself. They've actually been in decent form. I didn't realise what a good run of form they've been on recently. They clocked up a sequence of seven straight wins between the 6th of October last year and the 10th of June this year. Uh, And in those home games, they've actually beaten Serbia, Russia, Sweden, Uruguay and Germany. So some really, really good home performances in uh, the last year for Austria. At odds of 11 to 20, I definitely think uh, they're one to look out for. Yeah, for Northern Ireland...
1: Seems um. It seems they're not getting a, a fresh crop through. So I hate to look at England, but you know, let's look at England. I know they have a lot more players to choose from, but you can see that the team is already trying to evolve and move on. So you have got yes. Cahill and Vardy retiring, and you've got Sancho, Madison, and all these players kind of given an opportunity. Northern Ireland, from what I saw of the starting 11s, at least, seems very tired and seems uh. Pretty predictable. Yeah.
0: So fresh blood needed. Yeah, yeah I agree. Uh, let's talk about England then. They also play on the Friday night. They're away at Croatia. So if you do fancy Croatia in this rematch of the World Cup semi final, you can get them priced at 33 to 20, the draw 9 to 4, and England 19 to 10. I've got written down for this game. England on the double chance at four to nine. I don't know if you like the look of that. Do you think we've got a good chance against Croatia?
1: Yeah, I do. I don't know what the team's going to be. That's something that not concerns me from a fan uh, point of view, but from a betting point of view, it concerns me. I'm I'm not really sure which way Southgate's really going to go. But yeah, I I think that England are definitely going to go in there. They're not going to fear... Croatia and yeah, it's the Nations League, but I think there'll be a uh, an essence of revenge um, wanted there as well. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I, I think so too. I definitely think double chance England have got enough about them to get at least a draw. The fact that this game is being played behind closed doors, I think is a big leveller for England as well. So any kind of hostility that's uh, usually associated with going over to kind of Eastern Europe is... Is removed. The, the Croatian players lose the twelfth man in their home stadium, and uh, I'm sure that lessons will have been learnt from, learnt from the World Cup semi-final match. So, in that match, you saw Croatia's fullbacks had way too much space in that game. England got punished because of it, and I expect Southgate to have learnt and those kind of things to to be cancelled out, and that won't be the case. Also, helps Croatia missing Brozovic, who kind of forms that really key central midfield three with Modric and Rakitic.
1: Yeah, uh, without Brozovic, there's pretty much no base, is there? There's a lot of attacking flares, a lot of world-class talent in the midfield. What we've seen before, we we did it with uh, Gerard and Lampard, needed a solid base. And it's very similar for Croatia, Modric, Rakitic. Two world-class players in midfield, but without them, they, they are open and Clearly, clearly a big a big uh, injury blow, but probably bigger than it than it seems uh, on the surface.
0: Yeah, um, I agree, and I think because that dynamic is taken out Croatia's midfield, and the injuries that England have got to like Lingard, Ali, who both started in that semi final loss to Croatia, I think it's going to be a completely different dynamic this game to how the last one was.
1: I expect to see. You know, maybe perhaps someone like Welbeck start. He's been good for Arsenal, and I don't see why he doesn't deserve a chance to start. I, I don't think he's going to go for someone like Madison or Sancho just yet. I think he'll he'll probably lean towards a more tried and trusted character like Welbeck. But definitely it's going to be a, a different team than, than uh, the team that faced Croatia in the World Cup.
0: Odds-wise, I think there's going to be goals. I think England double chance at 4-9 to nine is the route I'd go down.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I'm going to follow that up with another team that is away from home, and that is Finland. So, again, maybe a podcast first. I don't know if we've ever uh, tipped Finland <laughs> on the podcast, uh, but they are away at Estonia. They are priced at 5-4. to four. I was having a look at a little bit of the history and form between these two nations so estonia have lost the last four in a row and uh, they've lost five of their last six finland have won their last three and won four of their last five and only w- lost one in their last seven predominantly finland it's fair to say are definitely better at home than they are away from home so that that is something to think about but they are top of their nations league group currently. Uh, this is their first game away from home, and it's probably the team you'd want to face in their group, which is Group C2. You've got Finland, Hungary, Greece, and Estonia. So it seems a level playing field besides Estonia. Five to four. I don't know too much about either side. I I only know you know probably two Finnish players, three at a max, but just from what I've been looking into and form and things like that, it's looking like Finland are priced nicely at five to four.
0: Jeez, that is a real podcast first, isn't it? The things that we have to tip on this show once uh, the Premier League and the Championship go is uh, is always surprising. But um, Who are your Finnish players out of interest? Uh, I, I was
1: thinking, I thought you might ask me this. So I think <laughs> Timu Pukki.
0: Yes, he's Norwich.
1: Finished. Yeah, he's he's finished, right?
0: Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> I can't tell but you.
1: We're not going sounds... to go on like an anti-Niemi thing, are, are we? Is he finished? <laughs> I don't um, know. Um, I, I think maybe Eremenko. I think he may be kicking around still. He's probably about 90 now. Oh, what about... Um, what about... Um, God, uh, Thomas Lamb. <laughs> Thomas Lamb, I remember yeah. he was uh, he was at Forrester for a bit. Is he, he was in the awful. national
0: team? Well, I don't know. Geez, if finished, he's in the so... national team, they need some serious help. <laughs> I don't know. He's
1: Finnish and he's a professional player. So I'm assuming he's got to be in there, hasn't he?
0: I don't know. He's one of them and he? he came over from um, the Dutch league and didn't really do much, did he? But I'm just looking at their current squad. Thomas Lamb is in it. Eero Markanen, Timu Pukki, Rasmus Karjalainen, Rasmus Schuller, Robert Taylor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> poor, poor Robert. He's probably born and bred in Helsinki, bless He's just been given the <laughs> most English name you could ever hear. Hey, listen, Prophet Chasers, regardless, although they are better at home normally,
0: I do think Finland will win. They're 5-4. to four. Let's move on. Yeah, well, we have got a bit, just a little bit sidetracked there, but um, that's <laughs> fine. We need something to fill the, to fill the, the show with. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay, another Friday night game for me. Um, the majority of Nations League games were actually, that I actually fancy were on the Friday night. Belgium home to Switzerland. Belgium a price at nine to twenty for the win, which I actually think is a really good price. This is a very very ordinary Switzerland team who were beaten by a second-string England team in the last round of international friendlies. Belgium, I think, will win this one very comfortably. The form has odds in. I think it's fair to say he's probably one of the most informed players in Europe. Lukaku always seems to find a net at the moment for Belgium, even though he's not playing that well for United. Um, And I think you'll also get Belgium to score over 2.5 goals that's priced at 31 to 20, or alternatively, Belgium minus one is priced at six to five. Um, Either of those, I think, will be absolutely fine. This Belgium team should walk all over Switzerland. They're they're way too good in every single area.
1: Yeah, Switzerland are plucky. They're, They're not, you know, they're not playing San Marino, but yeah, definitely. With with Hazard, as you mentioned, he, he's been an absolute joy to watch. So, yeah, I, I can't see mm. Stefan Lichsteiner and Johan Giroud uh, keeping him out.
0: No, absolutely not. Is Philippe Senderos, is he still in the Switzerland squad? God knows dude, I hope not. But uh...
1: dude, I, I hope <laughs> not. But for all of our Swiss listeners, all two of them, I hope to God he's not in the
0: squad still. Was it him or was it Juru who won, like, Swiss Player of the Year for, like, three years in a row or something like that? All right. It better not be any of them.
1: <laughs> it better not be any of them.
0: God. Yeah,
1: really not sure about that one, Tommy P. That That's digging dark, deep and dark into the archives, that.
0: I beg your pardon. Um, Philippe Senderos won it once in 2006. Still too many. That's it, thankfully. <laughs>
1: still, still too it, many. We're going on some quirky paths with this Nation League talk.
0: Yeah, yeah, we are. (laughs) It sends you you down some interesting routes, doesn't it? It does, it does. Um, Let's now go down the route of Saturday's games, if you've not got anything else to cover on Friday. No,
1: no, I was going to talk about, there's a couple of of games that are on Saturday that uh, might be a little bit spicy, actually. So the first game is a, one of the best uh, rivalries in international football, and that's the Netherlands and Germany, which is going to be an absolutely fantastic game. It always is. Um, it's in the Netherlands. I'm looking probably at both teams to score. It's 8-13, to 13, so clearly the bookies agree with me. Um, I can't really stick my neck out Netherlands seem to be improving under Koeman but obviously they're not where they uh, where they want to be still they're still you know very much in transition Germany have picked up a win and a draw since the world cup they drew 0-0 to France by all accounts which was a bit of a drab affair and they did beat Peru they beat them 2-1 so are they back are they not back I don't really know uh, I'm not 100% sure what to expect uh, with this German side, but I think both teams to score is the sensible sensible bet and a sensible route to go down.
0: Yeah, I think that game against Peru that you mentioned, um, I'm pretty sure that that was a really, really close run game. I think Germany scored pretty late on to get the win there and they went behind, I think, if I remember rightly in that one. I um, really had to work hard to turn it round, But yeah, another thing that perhaps to think about if you're thinking of back in Germany, their heavy Bayern Munich representation in the squad. Uh, Bayern Munich has started their, their domestic league terribly. I think they've lost or not won in the last four games. Um, so a lot of the German players <clears throat> play for Bayern Munich. and So if they're carrying poor form from the league into the national squad, might open the door for the Netherlands to get something out of this game. Yes, yeah, I agree.
1: Yeah, Bayern have been, uh, as you said, really, really flat. And, you know, you kind of get the feeling, don't you, of one team on the decline, maybe, Germany, and one team definitely improving. Certainly, not, I wouldn't say the Netherlands are on the up by any stretch of the imagination. Mm. Ryan Babel still gets a game, but they are certainly going in the right direction.
0: Yeah, yeah, they are going in the right direction. Um, another one for me then on Saturday also kicks off at 7:45 in the evening, uh, same time as the Holland Germany game. Uh, Ireland Denmark, Ireland priced at eleven to five, the draw two to one, and Denmark are seven to five for this one. I'm looking at Denmark here. I really am. Last time these two sides played each other at the Aviva Stadium, if we remember, was in the World Cup qualifier. Um, and Denmark absolutely annihilated Ireland 5-1 in that match. Eriksen scoring a hat-trick. And since then, things haven't really got a lot better for them. They're shipping lots of goals at the moment. 14 conceded in the last six games. Uh, recently, they got an absolute drubbing by Wales. There's a lot of media reports over the last few months about players falling out with Roy Keane and all doesn't seem to be quite well within the... Uh, the Republic of Ireland camp at the moment, so I think they're a team that's probably there for the taking. Denmark are going to be high on confidence after that massive result they got against them last time, and um, so Denmark to win at seven to five is uh, is a good price for me.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree any more, Tom. Honestly, I couldn't. Yeah, the Republic of Ireland seem to be a, a nation in in disarray in terms of football. Again, I feel like they're not bringing through any young, uh, any you know, new players, Um, and nobody that's kind of really outstanding. I see the top scorer in the Nations League is Sean Williams of Millwall, which yeah, I'm sure if you're listening, Sean, you know you've done better in your football career than I have, but it's uh, it's a bit concerning if you look back at the. at the previous kind of players that we're, we're known for, uh, that we think of when we think of uh, the Republic of Ireland, it's it's really poor, isn't it? And it, it's not yeah. quite there. So I think, yeah, I totally agree with you.
0: No, on the players' point, they have, I suppose you could say, they've been a bit unlucky with a couple of players, um, high profile like Jack Grealish, instead of opting to play for Ireland. Decided to play for England. Uh, same more recently with Declan Rice, who even after playing some friendlies for Ireland has now decided he wants to switch his allegiance to England. So um, if they keep losing out on players to England, it you know obviously it doesn't bode well for them. Um, another price that I've got as well, just before we move on from this game, Denmark has scored two plus goals. So um, at least two in the game. That's priced at nine to five which I think is a really, really good price, considering that, as I said, Ireland have conceded 14 in their last five, in their last six games. So an average of over two a game, last time the two sides met, Denmark scored five. I don't think that's a bad price at all. No, it makes for
1: real rough reading.
0: Yeah, um, I know we have a lot of Irish people listening to the podcast, so... If you want to get in touch and tell us what your thoughts are on the state of the team at the moment, it'd be really interesting to, to hear from you guys. So,
1: Yes. Anyway, moving on from Ireland. Let's have a look at another
0: game. So I've got one more for Saturday, if you've not got anything else then. That is Norway at home to Slovenia. Norway priced at four to six. Um, I didn't actually realise until I looked into Norway. They've actually got a really good home record. and uh, They've not lost at home since the 4th of September 2016, so over two years ago. Since then, they've played eight games at home um, and not lost in any of them. They're currently on a streak where they've won five out of the last six matches as well. So they're actually in very, very good form. The teams they beat haven't been anything to write home about, to be honest. They've kind of been similar to below-level teams, like you're looking at Albania's, Panama's, Um, Australia's, Northern Ireland's, Azerbaijan's, that kind of level. But uh, in Slovenia, they're playing another team who are, again, that kind of level. And Slovenia themselves are not on a good run of form. They've just won one game in their last six. So I think they're kind of going into the Lions' den a little bit here with the form that Norway are on. Confidence is going to be high. The odds reflect that, four to six. But um, I do think it'll be a victory for, for the Nords. The nords,
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I absolutely agree. Um, yeah, Slovenia they don't spark any kind of reasoning in my mind as to why they would threaten to kind of de- destroy Norway uh, in Oslo. It, it just doesn't seem like something that's going to happen. And and Norway were unlucky World Cup uh, playoffs. They they almost made it so. You know they were in the doldrums for a bit, but I think they're on the right track, and I think you're right. I think they'll they'll uh, they'll get the victory on Saturday.
0: Yeah, and they've got to face Lord Bentner as well, and that's never an easy task. Well, well, facing Lord Bentner, you may as well not get out of bed. It's done.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, what a guy!
1: All right. Uh, Before all we get a- B- Tommy P.
0: Yeah, all done for the Nations League. Um, let's move on to the Football League, League One. Okay, so I'm going to kick us off. Um, I'm
1: going to go for three o'clock kickoff between Accrington, Stanley and Bradford. Quite hard to believe that Accrington are in seventh, Bradford in 22nd after 12 games. Bradford traditionally have always been a team that have been at the right end of the table. But they're not at this stage. They're facing Accrington, who, you know, as as we all know, got promoted against the odds last year. Now, is it fair to say they're trying to break into the playoffs? They're they're in seventh. Um, they're in seventh yeah. this October. So uh, it doesn't look like they're going to be that far away come the end of the season. So at home, especially Accrington, have been pretty solid. Um, They've only lost the one game at home and Bradford have lost four of six away from home. Um, I'm looking at Accrington to get the victory. Uh, Accrington haven't actually lost to Bradford in their last five meetings between the two. Obviously, some of those do go back uh, a little bit. Uh, due to Accrington, you know, traditionally being leaked to most of their lives, really. So I am looking mm. to go with with Accrington, and they are priced at seventeen to twenty.
0: A lot of people said that Accrington would be right down there as relegation fodder for this season. We did say at the start of the season that we did not expect that at all. There's plenty about that squad to um, hold their own in this division. Uh, got a good manager in John Coleman as well. Knows how to really work with what he's got and g up his players. Great man, manager. But yeah, seventh, absolutely flying. Just four points off the automatic promotion spots, which is eye watering for Stanley. But um, could yeah, you imagine? I fully expect. Could you? Could
1: you imagine- we imagine?
0: Oh my! If oh they my. if
1: they get if they get promoted, and they have away away days, at you know. Sorry, Cardiff fans, I seem to pick on you every week, but away at Cardiff, away at Leeds, away at Forest, hopefully not. But you know what I mean? Like, it, it would be incredible. It would be like when Jovo will in the championship. It was just, it was, it was
0: yeah, amazing yeah,
1: yeah. story. So, fingers crossed, Stanley can uh, pull it off. I know me and you love an underdog, Tommy
0: P. Absolutely. Sticking with the teams towards the top end of the league then, I'll look at Portsmouth, um, I'll forgive Portsmouth for their absolutely terrible result last weekend. What was that? Who saw Portsmouth playing at home to Gillingham and they lost 2-0? Didn't even threaten really. Um, very, very poor result for Portsmouth. Uh, lost their unbeaten record in the process. But if you want a game to bounce back with, then play an AFC Wimbledon who have won just one game in the last uh, six is certainly a good team to be playing. Uh, Portsmouth, although they did lose their overall unbeaten record, they are still very strong away from home. They've played seven, won six, drawn one in all competitions away from home. So still unbeaten, still very, very strong. Uh, and they did also respond from that blip that they, that they had against um, Gillingham by Beating Crawley in the FA Trophy uh, in midweek one nil. So I'm hoping Portsmouth are over whatever got into them last weekend, and they can beat AFC Wimbledon as we expect at odds of thirteen to ten.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that uh, that was a one off. It was just kind of one of those freak results. It's probably an accumulator buster up and down the country, and yeah, mm. I. I it's just a one-off. It happens in football. Portsmouth, as you said, they, my god, if they wanted to play a team, uh, AFC Wimbledon would be uh, one of their choices, wouldn't they? They're really struggling. So, I am going to read out a both teams to score tip. Uh, I am looking at the game between Scunthorpe and Peterborough. Peterborough, amazingly, is still in second. They're still clinging on. as probably due to their frantic start. They haven't won in the last four. Um, concerningly enough for Peterborough, their last league game was a 4-0 home defeat to Barnsley, who kind of flexed their muscles a bit. But it's Peterborough. We all know that they do not struggle to hit the back of the net. they got Matt Godden, 7-12, in Cummins, 6-10. in Mark O'Hara, who's actually a defender, Four in 12. Then we've got Ivan Toney and Dembele uh, with three each. And Scunthorpe have a little bit more laid out. Josh Morris, who is obviously their kind of their star player, really, isn't he? He's obviously got four goals so far this season. And both teams seem to know where the back of the net is. Not sure on the result, but one to two is my tip. It's both teams to score.
0: Yeah, you took that one right off uh, my note, so I've got a few things that I could add to that as well. Um, I actually had also written down Peterborough to score two or more goals priced at evens. Um, goals in Peterborough's away game so far this season in the league, they've scored four, one, five, three, four, two. So, what we can take from their form crap at home, love banging them in away. And Scunthorpe are a team who have conceded three goals in their last two league games and 24 overall this season. So I think, judging on all the stats, that Peterborough should have more than enough firepower to score at least two goals. Uh, whether they'll win, this could be a high score and entertaining draw. Um, but two plus goals at evens for me is a, is a good bet.
1: Yeah, it's good that Peterborough are going to turn it around. There, there's no doubt. Um, scum 4, part. I haven't got a clue what, what they're going to end up doing, but Peterborough going to turn it around <laughs> and they've got so many goals in that team that, yeah, I can yeah. certainly see that happening.
0: Um, I've just got one more for League One. That's Oxford against Plymouth and I'm looking at Plymouth on the double chance. That's priced at 3-4. to four. Now, I did say last weekend that I could see Plymouth getting their first win of the season. And they did so. They beat FC Wimbledon 1 0. And they've got a great chance to build on that with uh, a game away at Oxford, who themselves are really struggling. They're bottom of the league now since Plymouth won last weekend. Oxford are on a really, really poor run of form. They've not actually won a league game since uh, the, 25th, the 25th of August when they beat Burton 3 1. Since then, they've not won. In all competitions in the last eight. Really, really struggling. Lost six of those games. So I think for Plymouth to build upon last weekend's win, it it's this kind of, this game's come at the perfect time really. So three to four four Plymouth to draw or win is a is a decent shot.
1: Streaky Bacon, aren't
0: they? Plymouth. So Yes
1: the last couple of seasons are <laughs> anything to go by. Especially last season, where I'm anticipating them to win 10 games in a row, <laughs> to be honest. I'm, I'm <laughs> anticipating the start of like a real climb because they've just, it's took them 12 games to get a win. So I'm expecting now for them to just go absolutely insane and just batter everyone. Well, so.
0: It's what they did last year. Hopefully they do. And hopefully we can pick up a lot of good odds along the way.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Fingers crossed. Um, I certainly think that uh yeah, I I would a hundred percent back Plymouth on a double chance. On the nose is scary. I d I don't think there's any shame yeah. in saying that. But yeah, definitely fancy them. Um I'm gonna have a look at Northampton and Forest Green. So oh, Forest
0: Green goes to league gosh. two now, Tom.
1: Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Right, so (laughs) if that's League One wrapped up, do you have anything else, Tom?
0: No, 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 no. Go on, carry on with your League Two. (laughs) Right, right.
1: So, profit Chasers, what we're going to do now is we're going to talk about uh, Northampton Forest Green, surprisingly enough. So, (laughs) let's get back to it. Northampton, 21st in the league, struggling again, aren't they? Year after year, bloody hell. Forest Green, on the other hand, unbeaten still in the league which is a phenomenal achievement it's only their second season at this level second season as an EFL club remember they'd never even been this high before so it's absolutely astonishing they have played six games away from home they've won 3 and drew 3 they've only conceded six which is pretty impressive i think you know for all the focus on chris doige and what he did for the team I think it's really interesting to see that Forest Green have been so tight at the back. I think that's gone very much under the radar. Um, yeah. I, I, fa- I fancy them to win. I don't know how much I fancy them. They're 17 to 10. The double chance is 17 to 50. So a ve- very bizarre odd, by the way. Very bizarre price. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. But I certainly fancy Forest Green to get something out of it. It's worth mentioning that yes, they are unbeaten, and yes, it is an incredible achievement, especially for a team like Forest Green. But they have drawn eight of their 12, they've only won four games. So I think double chance is the safe bet, but God, I'm tempted by the win.
0: Yeah. Um... I think double chance is a safe bet because you've got to factor in the Keith Curl effect. You know, he's yeah, he's yeah, fully in charge of Northampton, so they might have the new manager bounce. They might not, but uh, safety first, I think, with a double chance on that one. Um, elsewhere in to I'd like to look at Tranmere Rovers. They're playing at home to Macclesfield this weekend. They're priced at three to four for the victory. Tranmere, like Forest Green, um. In the playoffs, Tramir are in 7th in their first season back in League 2. Doing really, really well. In the league, they've only actually lost one game in their last 10. So they're on a very, very good run of form. And that includes recent wins against Lincoln, uh, Carlisle, Morecambe. They drew away MK Dons, drew away, drew against Mansfield. So... You know, they played some top teams and not lost. So very, very impressive. I don't know what went on in midweek. They did lose 6-0 to Shrewsbury in the Football League trophy. Um, But we'll we'll, we'll kind of uh, put that aside as an off day. They do play Macclesfield, who are probably the best team to face in the entire Football League right now. Um, They sacked their manager, Mark Yates, earlier on this week. They've not got a replacement in yet, so managerless Macclesfield. They're the only team in the Football League without a win. Um, In all competitions, they've played 17 games. They've lost 10. They've drawn seven. They are absolutely skyrocketing back towards the National League the way they're going. Um, And I think Tranmere are going to comfortably win this uh, battle of the two promoted clubs. Friday night football.
1: <laughs> this is what we got to look forward to when the Premier League and the champ isn't on. Tranmere, Macclesfield, 7.45, kickoff. Pull up your popcorn, let's go. Um, Yeah, 100%, <laughs> I think, uh, as you mentioned. I don't think Tranmere... Um, I don't know too much about their squad, but from what I do know, I, I don't see them carrying on and getting promoted, but uh, they're certainly don't look like they're going to go down, which is, uh, which is probably exactly what's expected of Macclesfield following their start. Uh, we've mentioned it a few times, that the manager being plucked from them and going to Shrewsbury, it just destroyed him, didn't it? It really hmm. ripped yeah. the heart and soul out of the club. And, you know, whether he feels guilty or not, I'm sure he doesn't. But, uh, yeah, Macclesfield certainly struggling off the back of that. Um, of that loss.
0: Any more that you like the look of in
1: League 2? I'll be honest, there's a few loose tips. There's a few loose tips. We all know what Swindon are like. We we don't know what they can conjure up. They've got a tough game away at Exeter. I thought about that. Lincoln away at Port Vale. Port Vale have been decent, haven't they? I mean, Lincoln are still favourites. They should win, but I don't think I could go against the Vale and uh, Newport home to Stevenage. Again, Stevenage, you don't quite know what you're going to get. I don't know if you have anything to add on those three games. I did look at them, and it just scares me on the surface.
0: Yeah, they are a little bit scary. Exeter will probably be the one out of those that I like the look of the most. Um, Exeter on a run of four home games in a row, which they've won. I'm um, unbeaten in eight overall. So I will be most confident in them. But like you say, Swindon are a bit of an unknown quantity from one week to the next. And they're not on a bad run themselves. But yeah, I think we should leave it at what we've done um for the safe tips. And yes. then yeah, so let's uh wrap up the tips for this weekend. Then to say there's no Prem, no champ, there's still plenty of profit to be made I feel out there. Yeah, League League
1: One is your league. Profit chasers for this weekend. I think there's some good opportunity there. A couple of Nations League things we, we read out as well. It's always difficult when you lose 22 games to pick from. <laughs> but, you know, with the Premier League and the Championship not around, it gives us the opportunity to talk about something new. And, uh, you know, if it wasn't for the Nations League, we wouldn't have spoke about the Finnish national team. Norway's fantastic home form or the fact that uh, Senderos winning Swiss player of the year. So there we go. Entertainment yeah. value, certainly there. Let's move on then to <laughs> fantasy football. Obviously, no game yes. this week, but we can certainly review last
0: week. Tom, if you want yeah. to kind of um, take the reins on this. The leader of the league is still Jack Flaherty. 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 I I butcher his name every single bloody week on this show. Buster's Boys by Jack F (laughs) is top of the league uh, by just three points now ahead of Andy Duna. Uh, And then Daniel O'Reilly is just a further eight points behind. So it's really tight at the top. Personally, I didn't have a great week. I took a Bamingang out and classically, as soon as you take someone out, they score two and get an assist. So that was frustrating, but um, I'm still up there-ish. I'm in twenty-fourth. Not bad. How many
1: points did you get?
0: Yeah, fifty-four. Oh, you
1: bugger! Made four points on me. I think your Tom's desperate <laughs> for uh, for a nice, easy last name. Anthony Curtis. So. <laughs> someone like that or Brian Grant in 14, Tom is rooting for you to get to the top yeah. of the table so he doesn't have to murder Jack's name every week um, I'm still <laughs> in the top half, um, so we've got that many people in the league now uh, we're on 91 so it's split into two, I am last place on page one, which is which is a bigger a bigger achievement than it sounds I got 50 points <laughs> uh I'm on 436 I'm trying to do my thing if it wasn't for Hazard and uh, the fact that Liverpool Man City was nil nil I'd have been absolutely nowhere so clean sheets yeah. galore and a hazard for me thank god
0: you know as long as I get above the average I feel like I've always done okay after we criticized Charlie Donnelly who did so well last year uh, he's really shot the league with a nice 73 there moves himself up to 10th But yeah, I'm just happy I'm ahead of you still. That's the main thing. That's what counts. If you're not a member of the league, obviously no games this weekend, but you can still join. We'll put the code in the podcast description, the show notes, or we'll give it to you on social media. £20 free bet on offer for the winner. Someone come and take it off Jack. (laughs) Flahode.
1: Yeah, guys. And if you've already got a Premier League fantasy football team, You will go and join the league at your rightful place. You don't start from the bottom or anything like that. So, yeah, feel free to join. Um, As well as fancy football, we would love to hear from you on social media. Our Twitter account is the best way to get in touch with us. Our handle is t podcast. Join in the banter, the odds, the tips, the general football chat. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. We're also on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash podcast, And we're also available to contact via email should you want to do so, footballbettingpodcast at com.
0: Absolutely. And if you have enjoyed the show and you want to give something back, then we'd really appreciate a rating and or review on iTunes. So it only takes... 30 seconds of your time just to put a rating on there uh, and that would really help us to climb the rankings and get better content for you guys moving forward
1: yes it would uh we'd we'd really really appreciate that takes a few minutes of your time and it would absolutely make our day i think we got two or three last week so whoever did review us if you're listening again thank you very
0: much yeah thank you um i think that's it then
1: commence the nation this week um back to normal domestic stuff next week uh fingers crossed guys if you do back any other
0: tips yeah thank you for listening as ever guys Uh, take it easy over the weekend see you later thank you take care